Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are actually doing this a second time. So we are going to be reviewing Mijo over at the Durango Hotel and Casino, the new modern Mexican restaurant, and uh, Speakeasy, which is located inside of the restaurant as well. So um, I actually recorded this after a night going out. I actually tried to check out Old Red, which um, was fine. Um, it was actually really good for them. They were really, really you know, really, really packed on their second night open, which is on a Wednesday, which is really fantastic. Really, really happy for them, but not happy for me just because I was actually there at sort of at prime time, you know, 7, 7.30, and it place was packed. They didn't have their third floor open. I went up to the fourth floor, which was fine if you like the view, uh, but if you've seen it a couple times. You're kind of over it, um, but um, I I thought it was great. Um, I wasn't able to try the food, unfortunately, uh, just because, again, no food on the fourth floor. But I really recommend everyone to go check it out. If you're here in Las Vegas, if you like country music, I think it's going to be super popular once they all get up, up and going. They're not even totally up and going, and they're doing fantastic. So good for them. But I ended up going out to the um, – where did I go? I went to Mayfair Supper Club, uh, which is, you know, an old faithful. And um, Michael, the bartender who does, you know, a fantastic job, uh, he definitely wanted to try some drinks out on me, and I tried some, and then I tried doing this uh, podcast sort of after. And uh, – yeah, let's just say it did not go well. So we're recording this again, and thank goodness because I think I have a, I, I really do have so many good things to say about Miho over at the Durango. So that is the episode today. It's gonna be Miho over at the Durango Hotel and Casino. Okay, everybody. So let's just dive right into it. So. Everybody knows that I like to do things on the Strip. That's really where my MO is. I like to be on Las Vegas Boulevard. I've been at the Fountain Blue, you know, these past couple weeks. Um, I've also been checking out, you know, just checking out like the Bellagio. I was around there, you know, a couple weeks ago as well. So I really like to stay on Las Vegas Boulevard. That's really where I thrive. That's what I like. I like the aspect of being, you know, with all the transient people. Um, well, by the way, when we say the word transient in Las Vegas, that just means people, you know, passing through. Uh, that doesn't mean people who are, you know, homeless. Very, very different vibes. Um, but I enjoy the strip, and I enjoy hearing other people's very interesting stories and talking to different unique people. And they're just all have just such unique stories uh, about. And backgrounds, which I think is awesome. Um, the thing about local casinos is that you're at a local casino. So everybody has similar stories to you, uh, which is, like, cool. But you like being special. And uh, I'm no... No exception to that. Being special is very, very important to me. So um, it's nice being the special local at the bar in on the Las Vegas Strip where there are no other locals. So uh, when you go to a local place, you have to throw that right out the window, which we'll talk about that later in the episode. But I usually don't you know, do local stuff. There's so many people who do great uh, podcasts and videos about local parts of Vegas. That's really not where I like you know go to. So I... Decided that I really wanted to try Durango, so I went out on a Wednesday, because that's the days that I go out. So if you catch me out in town, it's probably going to be on a Wednesday. So I was out at the Durango, and I went to Mijo, which is probably one of the more popular restaurant spots uh, over at the Durango, which is a new property just off of the Strip. Well, somewhat off of the Strip. You have to drive there. Um, essentially, they have three major restaurants there. They have more than that, but these are the three big ones. So they have 
Nico's, which that's their steakhouse. They have Summer House, which is sort of like their uh, contemporary cuisine, sort of feels very California-ish. Um, and then they also have the Mijo, which Mijo is their Mex modern Mexican cuisine, which I find to be one of the more interesting spots just because it really fills out a, a sector of what a lot of young people are looking for. They want something young, hip, sexy, a little bit different. They don't want a steakhouse. They want something that's a little bit more uh, worldly, if you will. And it's a great spot. And I think it has a lot of things on the menu that are really approachable. And I think that's important. And they also have things on the menu that are, you know, a little bit different, which is also good. So I enjoyed how large the menu was. I think it was the perfect size menu uh, just because... A lot of places now have really cut down on their menus, which is good, but I think it's also important to give us a lot of options to choose from. For example, they have three types of tacos to choose from. They have carnitas, they have carne asada, they have shrimp tacos, and they're all pretty decent sizes, and they're really, really delicious. Uh, they also have a lot of appetizers to choose from as well. They have a really great selection of entrees and a really great selection of desserts uh, to go with it as, you know, to go along with it. So... I really enjoyed the menu layout. I think this is a great option for, you know, if you're you know young, like in their 20s or 30s, or even if you're, you know, a little bit more mature and you want a night out with something a little bit different. Uh, it's not a traditional style Mexican restaurant. It doesn't feel, you know, with all the paper mache and all that other stuff inside of it, it doesn't feel cheesy. It feels very sleek and sexy and sort of, you know, not rustic, but it has that sort of old world vibes to it, which I really, really like. Uh, but also the entrance is just so beautiful. You go through this sort of winding hallway with these uh, like twisting uh, sort of pillars with you know greenery, and they also have this big beautiful uh, yellow uh, couch that has a skull on it, and it has this sort of just really cool like sort of cathedral underground vibe in Mexico City. It just has this really nice sort of feel to it. So really nice bar. Really the centerpiece is the bar in the center of the of the entire restaurant. There's not as much seating as I thought there would be. Uh, so make sure you make reservations if you end up going to Miho. Definitely recommend make, make reservations if you go. And again, the room itself is a little bit more open. They do have TVs, which is nice, especially if you're there to have a drink, watch a football game. That's actually what I was doing when I was there. It was called, it was, I believe it was, a, you know, was it a Saturday? Did I go on a Saturday? No, I went on a Wednesday. Either way, you know what I'm talking about. So I got there. It was actually so busy that I actually had to do the speakeasy first. So I got there, walked around the bar once, super full. So just not going to happen. So I knew about the speakeasy. I walked over. You don't need a password or anything. You just say you want to go in. Uh, it was not super busy because, again, Wednesday. But you go in. There's a person standing by the door. They open it up for you. And then, boom, you're into the Wax Rabbit is the name of their speakeasy. And specifically, it is a mezcal and tequila bar. So many of the signature cocktails will be tequila or mezcal, of course. Uh, they do have a DJ on the inside. So I can definitely see them, you know, being a little bit more upbeat, especially when there's more people inside. I think it's actually a really well-sized speakeasy. I think it's much larger than the one that I just went to, which you can check out on our Instagram page, Concierge Confidential underscore LV, or on Twitter at, sorry, oh my goodness. Um, well, you can do it on Twitter too, but Twitter and our 
TikTok page, which is at Keys to Vegas. You can check out our latest videos. But Lucini, which is a much smaller room, which is, I think, they were very similar in size, but I would definitely say that Wax Rabbit was a little bit bigger, which makes sense because you're going to get a lot of locals trying to go to this speakeasy where they can mingle with other, so with other locals, which that was actually the fun part. I actually had really fun talking to locals in the speakeasy. I went later to a different bar that I did not enjoy talking or hanging out with those locals. It was a very different experience, and I don't know if it has to do with age, um, industry. I just don't know, but... That was one thing that I remembered that I actually enjoyed inside of Wax Rabbit, which is, you know, conversation, which is, you know, beautiful. Uh, but the but the bar itself is very, very nice. They have this beautiful, like, purple wall with all the mezcals uh, sort of decorating it. They have this big, giant red light fixture that's right in the center that gives sort of that mood lighting, if you will, which is very interesting to sort of play off of the red and the purple, which you don't really see very often in many of these places, but really digging purple. Big fan of purple inside of anything. This just looks cool. Thank you very much, uh, Prince. But anyways, I sat there. I had their uh, like mezcal old-fashioned. I actually had our – it's like a tequila old-fashioned because it had reposado in it, uh, Casamigos. And it was good, but the, the, the glass itself with a, was, was a skull, which is cool, but it didn't – it just felt – it actually kind of felt kind of sticky. Um, but again, that could have just been me. It just could have been like the curves on the skull itself. But I also just did not enjoy the drink. Um, and again, that's not to do anything with the bartender. I'm not a fan of tequila old fashions. I'm not a fan of really any mixed drink uh, with tequila, which, you know, I know sounds super weird. But just not my thing. I'd rather just have, you know, tequila on a rock or I'll do like just a standard old fashioned. So after having a couple drinks, I had two drinks, and what was really nice, our bartender, who actually gave us a couple free shots with tahini on it, which I'm not a fan of tahini, so I had to give it away. Um, I did take one of the shots, though, just because I wanted to be nice. But uh, And then I took it, and then immediately uh, regretted it, because again, I do not like tahini. It's too, too spicy for me, um, which is probably why I don't live in Tucson anymore, because every mixed cocktail in Tucson is made with tahini. So I ended up finishing up there. Decided it was time to eat dinner because I was starving. So I ended up leaving the, the speakeasy and then walking into the restaurant where I was able to find the spot. And from there, the bartender did an absolutely fantastic job. He was really, really good. Um, oh, my goodness. His name is, is for it's just leaving my brain right now. But absolutely fantastic job by the bartenders. They're really, really attentive. And especially with busy places like this, it's very, very important. And you can tell that they know how to deal with a lot of people at a, in a very short you know, amount of time. But really delivering on really, really great service over at Miho. So good job by the bartenders um, you know, dealing with me. So I was able to get my, drinks, my drink order in, and then I ordered my food. So I ended up going with the... The queso fundito, which the queso fundito is basically a bunch of cheeses mixed together, and then it's melted, obviously, and then this one actually had peppers on top, which I didn't want to be that person to say, can I get it without peppers, because I'm not a fan of the peppers, but I just picked them off and put them to the side, but if you are somebody who likes your queso fundito a little bit spicy, that might be a good option, and I believe, typically, they put 
uh, mushrooms inside of it as well. So if you are a fan of mushrooms, I believe I got it with I got it without mushrooms, but you can get it with mushrooms, and they come with the little tortillas. You can mix it together, and it's absolutely wonderful. So really, really delicious. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, also, if I could say what else I got, so I ended up getting an old, just a regular old fashioned when I got there. Um, but the things that I did get, so I ended up getting the tacos. So I actually had the tacos at the same time as the queso fundito. And the tacos, they have, again, shrimp tacos, carnitas tacos, and carne asada. I typically get carne asada tacos and, you know, kind of go from there. But I'm really, really glad that I got the carnitas tacos because, uh, you know, I got a carne asada steak. But I really enjoyed these. They were really, 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 um, like, succulent and were really juicy and not dried out. And I had them pretty plain. I just, I didn't have, they comes with guacamole, but I got it without the guacamole. Um, and I thought it was super, super delicious. I just, you know, put a little lemon on it, a little salt. Oh my goodness. It was so delicious and so flavorful. Highly recommend getting tacos. If you end up going to Mijo, you can get, you know, a couple different options. Those were about 14 or $15. The shrimp's going to be more because it's shrimp. But man, I really, really liked the tacos. I would just come back just for the tacos. I think this is going to be a really great place if you want to just do light bites or if you want to do sort of appetizer. I think it's going to be a great first date spot. So if you're a local living in Las Vegas, I highly recommend Mijo if it's a first date because it's a very approachable price point for sure. And it just feels like a sexy spot that you'd want to go and, you know, get to know somebody. It's, you know, sort of intimate, but not super romantic, which is sometimes good on a first date. You don't always want it to be the most romantic spot. You want it to be something that's a little bit more contemporary, a little bit more interesting. And you kind of get to know people a lot more when you have to try some different things on the menu, which I think is really fun um, because I am sort of a picky eater, uh, which... Me, some of you may have found this out, or some of you may have said, no way. Uh, but I am somewhat of a picky eater. I do get a little bit more adventurous when I'm trying the things out in town, which I haven't died yet, so that's nice. Um, I used to be somebody who always thought that if I tried something different, um, I would die, uh, which I found out I, that doesn't happen. So really, really excited about that. But again, I think this place is going to be really great for dates, first date specifically, um, and I think it's going to be super popular for, uh, for uh, what's the thing coming up, Valentine's Day, which will be February 14th. For those of you wondering, yes, it's February 14th. It always changes. It is not Thanksgiving. So as I kind of move on through the menus, so I ended up getting the queso fundito, I ended up getting the tacos, of course, and then I ended up getting the Big Daddy, the 10-ounce New York Strip um, Car, you know, carne asada, which uh, comes with like a chimichurri sauce on top. It's served sliced up, which is very nice of them. Um, on sort of this board, it has sort of the bamboo on, on the bottom. Don't know why it has bamboo, but it's there. But awesome, super flavorful. Didn't need a lot of salt. I thought it was, you know, seasoned perfectly. It's good for two people. It's around 60, 65 bucks, but it's actually not a bad price for that. And I think if you wanted to do it, you know, if you were with somebody that wanted a lighter dinner, you can certainly split the uh, carne asada in two. And then again, a couple sides because they do have really great beans that come with it. The beans were good. Again, the beans had, you know, a lot of like salsa and stuff inside of it. So I'm not a huge fan of that. So I didn't have a lot of the beans, but the beans are Pinto, you know, Pinto style beans. Um, they were all right. They were fine. Um, 
a lot of other stuff on the menu that you can get on the side, but that's the one that I chose. But overall, the steak was absolutely fantastic. I got it. You want to get this steak, usually like skirt steak, you, the way they prepare it, carne asada style. You want it medium medium rare because it's going to – if you, if you cook it too much, especially medium well, but if you cook it too much, it gets really chewy, almost like jerky. So you always want to get it a little underdone if you're getting a skirt steak – uh, or like carne asada style, you want it that version just because, again, it gets a little tough um, if you get it too done. So that's what I ended up getting for uh, the main course, and it was really good. I did want to get dessert, but again, I was just super full, but they do have a different types of churros, which is very, very good. Um, they're different flavors. Uh, they have like strawberry and chocolate and caramel, uh, which some people really, really love. I just like the straight on churro, which again, Disneyland shout out. You guys make the best churros in the entire world. Do not ever change. Do not become Disneyland. Sorry. Disneyland makes the best churros. Disney World, the, it's, it's, I found out that like, Disney World, churros are not a thing over there. Don't know what it is. It's because this Mexicano's got to stick together on the West Coast. Uh, but anyways, the Mijo was really, really fantastic. I would highly recommend it to anybody who's looking to go maybe off the strip or wants to you know, explore Durango. I would say this is a really great place to sort of get your feet wet with the property because I feel like everybody just kind of goes to the food court just because that's sort of like the easy option. But if you're looking for a nice sit-down restaurant that's a little bit you know different for dinner, Miho is really great. They also do brunch now, which I've been told brunch is really fantastic. So, of course, you're going to get the chilaquiles, which is like super popular with everybody. Um, but that's really, really popular. Uh, but another place, you know, Nico's I've been told is very good, the steakhouse. And of course, Summer House is the other option of trying. And of course, the George. I've been to the George, which is the sports book uh, part of the hotel. And their food's good. Their food's fine. I think it's pretty standard, to be honest. But again, that's just me. That's just me kind of going through and, you know, just once you like what you like, you like what you like. Like, I think the wings at at Holstein's is awesome, which makes zero sense, but they're delicious. But that's the place that I would go get wings at. But again, that's just me, my own opinion. So kind of want to finish up the last, you know, last part of this podcast about talking about going to local casinos. So as a Vegas local, um, I don't like local casinos. Um, and again, it's not because they're bad. It's just sort of like the vibes. So the reason you may not see me go to a lot of local places is that you get a lot of local people. And I go alone a lot to these places. So when you go alone to things, especially when you're on the strip, it's actually like a little bit more accepted. Uh, more people are alone and kind of keeping to themselves, smaller groups. You know, it's you and like, you know, another person and or you and another person sitting at the bar alone. It's just a little bit more acceptable for that and then I don't drink a whole lot either I mean contrary to popular belief uh I usually know a lot of bartenders so they like to try a lot of drinks on me uh but I like to try their drinks I like to go to these places usually the quality of bartender is very very high when you go to some of the places that I go to and again I don't go to a lot of casino bars I go to a lot of restaurant bars which is very different because they're gonna have a much different cocktail program than something like uh, like the Cosmopolitan's Chandelier Bar, which is really good. But again, they're working on volume. When you're working at a place like, for example, Delilah's, less volume there. It's more of quality of every single drink that is executed. So, And they know they're very, they're very public. I mean, it's one of those places that 
doesn't allow you to take pictures, but everybody knows if it's good or not. So they have a very high standard to keep up to. So I tend to like to gravitate towards those places. So case in point, I went to the Bel Air Lounge, which the Bel Air Lounge is sort of like the cool, young, hip lounge over at the um, Durango. And it's nice. And I think in the summertime, it'll be very good. But there was no live music, which is kind of why I went over there. There was no DJ, which is also why I went over there. And... It just felt really clicky. It really felt like high school. Um, and I'm not one of those people that was like, you know, a nerd in high school. I had, you know, pretty good group of friends. I was also in the media program and in baseball. So um, it was kind of funny because I was half nerd, half jock, and I didn't hang out with any of the popular kids. I just knew who the popular kids were. I can go sit with them, talk to them, whatever they wanted. But like, I never, you know, hung out with them. It's just sort of the way that it worked. But it does feel very clicky, and I think that's maybe the reason I'm not a big fan of, like, the local hotspots, because they do feel very clicky, which is funny, because a lot of them are owned by a company called Click, but they're just very much, you know, the, the cocktail waitresses that work in nightclubs, that's where they're going to be hanging out at, they hang out with their whole group, then you have the nightclub hosts, which some of them are very, very wonderful, like Elliot Aylman, that's my boy, love Elliot. Also, Kyle Carter, who now works at Liv, um, he's also really cool. So, like, these people are really awesome. But, again, it just is one of those things of, like, a lot of people in nightlife, sometimes the stereotypes are true. Um, so, it just goes for everybody. It just, that's the way it goes. Um, like, cocktail waitresses, for example. Some cocktail waitresses, super smart and you would never believe it like they're just so beautiful you would think oh they just must do this for a living and they don't do anything i have a friend who's actually a pilot she's actually uh going to school she actually has her pilot's license already she wants to fly commercial uh flights and she has her pilot's license she is super smart way smarter than i can be and then you have some girls who are actually just cocktail waitresses and then they just want to do cocktail waitressing which is completely fine um but again it's not like a one-size-fits-all with these people. But, you know, some of the stereotypes can sometimes be true. It's just the way that it is. What can you do? But again, going back to the fact of why I don't do a lot more local things is because I like to drink. I like to go to cocktail bars. And the cocktail bars that are cool and hip around the city are typically populated by people who are quite clicky. And it doesn't work well for somebody who hangs out by themselves. It's typically really good for groups local groups is fun um so yeah that's just sort of my take on the local bar scene for for myself i've been to a lot of places i know about them i mean main street's main street has a lot of great places like velveteen rabbit they also have the um rebar which is super popular people way too hipster for me can't do it like can't do it just the the way people dress just too many couples it's just not my space it's weird um it's really fun um, I've been there with a group of people. Main Street's great to do with a group of people, but alone, not what I recommend. So I've done a, a like a solo Vegas, you know, podcast before, uh, and a lot of those do not have those places on them because they are more of a group activity kind of thing. So I don't know. That's it. So that was my take on Miho over at the Durango. Uh, a couple of my takes on the local bar scene, uh, which you know I don't partake in, but maybe I'll do one soon. Maybe in case somebody wants to, you know, check it out. Uh, but other than that, 
This has been Last Night in Vegas. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you check out the video version of the Miho podcast where you can actually watch our video on Instagram or TikTok, which is Conscious Confidential underscore LV if you're trying to check us out on Instagram. And if you're trying to check us out on TikTok, it's at Keys to Vegas. And that should be up and available for you to see now. And of course, make sure to check out all of our other videos like Lucini, which is the one I just did over at the MGM Grand. And upcoming, I'll be doing some about where to watch and find the Super Bowl. And also remember to listen to that episode as we get closer to the Super Bowl, as it still has really good information of where to watch the big game on February 11th. We'll go with that. So anyways, for me, I'm Brian Ortega. <clears throat> I'm Brian Ortega. Oh my goodness. Um, this was Last Night in Vegas. If you see me out in town, come say hello. Maybe I'll buy you a drink. But remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>